All right, hello, and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. We have a special guest. We have uh, Dr. Mason Oltman, who is one of my best friends, but also a diehard Seahawks fan. Hey, hey. The, the good Dr. Mason. The good Dr. Mason. Exactly. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. So, Mason, just to give you some background, I consider myself a diehard sports fan, but no one is as diehard of a sports fan as Dr. Mason Oltman and his older brother, Clay. These are the two <laughs> most intense sports fans, and they love... They're Seattle Seahawks. This so, is true. Mason, I've I visited the uh, the link. What do we what do we call Century Link? Century Link. Yeah, you guys already claimed the link, so we went with Century Link. Okay, so yeah. I've visited that stadium several times with Mason and had a great time, and have watched the Eagles get decimated there several times. I think you guys have beat us at least three times in a row there. Uh, yeah, the last year I know for sure, and then the, I was looking at the record this morning. I think I think so. And then there was that one game where it was like it was like bad weather and you guys crushed us. I remember that game a while ago. And then you guys have been the uh, top dogs of the NFC for the last, you know, five years at least. You know, one Super Bowl. Should have easily had a second one. You were de- devastatingly at that game, as, as I know. I was there. I was watching the final play. That was devastating. And, yeah. Um, not sure we ever quite recovered from that one, but we're trying. But like all great empires, <laughs> your rule is coming to an end. And like all young upstarts, <laughs> you're, you're talking about it. What do you, Mason, I've been calling the, the, the century link, the sound garden. What do you yes. think of that? Yeah, no, GG, I'm, I'm well aware of your uh, <laughs> sometimes not so subtle digs at our uh, volume trap there in uh, Seattle. Uh, you know, I honestly have no idea about the uh, structural engineering behind the stadium <laughs> and uh, whether or not that's all it's due to. I can think that Matt, would, if he's honest, can attest that when we're on defense, we stand up every play and yell at the top of my lungs, as do all of my 64 plus thousand best friends and i think it make i think it makes a lot of noise you know uh so whether it's the stadium or not i know the fans scream real hard and i think it plays a factor in most of the home games i wasn't gonna get to the 12th man at the end but we can start right now i know i i've always let's, let's address the let's address the elephant in the room yes Matt. okay yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> i definitely say it's the 12 elephants <laughs> that's right i definitely say it gets really loud i think the 12th man is a thing I think it's definitely on defense. I totally agree. I always just, I always would give you a a hard time about the whole like wearing the 12 man jersey. You know, that's the part (laughs) that gets on my nerves. The, one of my favorite things about Matt is the most random things bother him, and uh, the 12 jersey is one of them, and, I, and I'm okay with that bothering you. Uh, I do not own a 12 jersey. Um, I think a lot of people show their team spirits by getting one. However, I think most people, uh, how does this come out the right way? Most people who are huge fans of the team probably don't rock the, uh, the 12. That's good to know. That's a good yeah. counter. I do like the way that whether whether it's the stadium helps and it does help a little bit. You guys are definitely a passionate fan base, and I always like going there, and I always have a great time, and you guys are way nicer than Eagles fans. We're loud and obnoxious <laughs> and might beat you up. I never, I've never felt the threat of being beat up, so that's, and I've worn my Eagles gear there, so that's definitely one in the Seahawks fans' corner. Um, just to, just if I may interrupt, just so you don't feel too badly about your hometown, we have witnessed a lot of that kind of stuff at CenturyLink too, and so we try to avoid it. But we're loud, and, and our, our group is peaceful. Yeah, I think for so, the most part, you're definitely a nicer fan base, though. After the game, in which people are drunk, especially after a loss, everybody's right. going to get in a fight, or or before the game, or people before the game. Yeah, so. yeah. But I don't. It doesn't seem like there's as many fights before the game as Eagles games. Fair enough. I have not <laughs> yeah. been. You'll have to. Uh, you'll have to invite me out. I haven't been, so let's do it. The link is not as that, that's the the main 
knock on the link is that these new NFL stadiums, unlike Century Link, is that they're too spread out. Like they've said, they've done things to make it more sound friendly so that it's louder, but it's still right. not the same. I think one thing that really helps Seattle is the intimacy of the stadium with the downtown as well. I mean, it's two or three blocks from the downtown area. You're sitting there in your seats looking at the downtown skyline, and I think everything just feels loud and cozy. And while it's a massive stadium, it has more of an intimate, loud feel. So, GT, what do you think? Have you been convinced? Listen, marijuana is legal in Seattle. (laughs) I'm not sure that makes you yell louder. Yeah, yeah. You know, it creates a peaceful element, Yay. as Mason said. In South Philadelphia, there's just been a century of Bud Light and crime and forgotten dreams. So <laughs> I think that's the difference. GT, you have not been to CenturyLink, correct? I have not. Okay. I've seen it from a car <laughs> yeah. when we went golfing once. Good story, GT. Why don't you uh, come out and check it out? I'd be happy to host you. Okay. All right, buddy. Bud Lights and Forgotten Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the actual things on the field. So Russell Wilson, uh, Bill Simmons on his podcast said a lot of a lot of Seattle fans were really mad at him for saying that if he had to draft a quarterback under the age of 30, it'd be Carson Wentz. So I know Deshaun Watson came in earlier. He outgunned him. This game makes us nervous. GT and I, we talked about this on Sunday for one reason and one reason alone, and that's Russell Wilson. Russell Hustle Bustle. Absolutely. So I, a couple of points there. One is if I, I can't necessarily disagree with Bill Simmons, I think you'll get a lot of loyal fans being upset about that because they like Russell, but Carson Wentz is much more your prototypical, as you guys say a zillion times, franchise quarterback um, <laughs> that uh, I, I respect everything Carson's done. There's, there's some talk about Russell having MVP votes. And I think that's a, a nice way of saying he is a huge part of this team. I in no way think that he should nor will win the award, um, but he is uh, some uh, ungodly percentage of the team's offense compared to other teams. Most oh, of the yeah. rushing, I mean, he's a leading rusher by far, you know, which is kind of sad. He's an amazing playmaker. He, uh, against a porous, or with a poor, uh, porous offensive line in front of him, he makes things happen, you know, and that's, that's what keeps us going. The entire Seattle offensive scheme is let's call a play, hope it turns <laughs> into a dumpster fire and have yeah. it break down, and Russell Wilson will hit Dougie Baldwin for a 70 yard broken play touchdown. I think that's very fair, and that's kind of how we win sometimes. It's like, you know, it's smoke and duct tape. And I think that, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, this is a mixed metaphor morning here. Um, the Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, takes a lot of heat for that, you know, is that the routes are kind of shoddy, and they just kind of create things on the fly without it being kind of scripted, nice route running. To his defense, you know, Tom Cable is viewed as a legend, and so we never draft an offensive line coach. Or, you know, we never draft offensive linemen because we have this guru offensive line coach. And then we don't have a running game, you know. And so I think they're kind of trapped in that. Um, and, and to be honest with you, if, if Tom Cable can uh, move along and then we have realize we have to invest in the offensive line, I think that would be a healthy move. I see. I think the main part of it is I just don't think the skill guys are very good, especially we, we always joke about Eddie Lacy. Right. You know. Um, but it, it reminds me a lot of when Donovan McNabb, those years uh, when he just didn't have anybody, so he had to do everything. You know, and then the one year he got Terrell Owen, then they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a little different with your team because your defense was so good. So right. and Russell would make plays, and Russell Wilson is so clutch. I mean, there's no doubt there. But I just – it's it's hard to knock the coaches when I just don't think – like your best receiver is Doug Baldwin. Like, Absolutely. Is and Doug, Doug Baldwin is absolutely great for what Doug Baldwin is, right? I mean, he's a slot receiver, great third down back. He's becoming our primary target, but I don't, I'm not sure that he should be, you know, right. um, where he doesn't have necessarily the height nor the, the top end speed to be that top receiver. 
Um, when you talk about skill, skill players too, I mean, our number one running back went out, which is really tough to lose. And then we have Eddie Lacy, who frankly hasn't shown us much of all, much of anything. I think he's struggling to average three yards of carry. I, by the way, Thomas Rawls has a lot of talent and he's done really well as a running back for us in the past. I'm not sure what he did. There's, there's kind of a growing debate of what he did to get in, in uh, uh, Pete Carroll's doghouse, but he has not really seen the field in the past few games as a healthy scratch. So. Well, yeah, and you, you guys used to have Marshawn before he went on his vision quest. <laughs> um, <laughs> we and, did. And that was a completely different team with Marshawn, one yeah. of the best running backs of all time. He is, and what Marshawn could do is he could kind of compensate for a weak offensive line because he can make some guys miss. And right. Eddie, you know, while you think maybe he would do the same thing being a large back, he doesn't make anybody miss. So he's the only thing he misses is a diet. <laughs> <laughs> But not the buffet. Hey. <laughs> not the buffet. <laughs> this is very true. So that's kind of where we stand. The defense, I mean, I think, uh, Matt, I don't want to steer your, your, your question. No, I was, the... was going to get into the defense and then Carson, and then we were done. Yeah, so the, the, uh, the well, uh, we'll be done when I'm finished with my thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we'll be trying. done when they say I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the defense is so tough, man. They, they just still play at a top-end level, and they have been so decimated by injury. And, and you know, People will say the injuries aren't an excuse, but let's face it, they are. You guys have had some major injuries with the Eagles this year, um, and they really changed the nature of it, but they still are playing so tough of that front four, and then when you include the linebackers, Bobby Wagner's playing as well as anybody in the league, and I think he has a legitimate argument to, to be uh, up there for MVP, defensive MVP. Yeah, the, we've talked about Seattle a lot in the past, and that's the one name that I always forget to mention, and he, you're right, he's had a monster year as Bobby Wagner. Monster year. And so he is, you guys will notice. So one of my big fears for this weekend for you guys is, you know, Ertz just running crazy down, down the seam because that tight end play has killed us for years and kind of like, who's going to cover him, you know? Um, Bobby Wagner doesn't do that as much as maybe one of like KJ Wright or the other linebackers, but that's where I really see our weakness because our top starting quarterbacks are both out and, you know, the camp chancellor's out for the year. So that, that safety net of the Legion of Boom isn't there. So it's kind of curious to see where they go with that. I do, I do hope this game degenerates into like a 45-44 shootout like the Houston game. Just for entertainment value? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, want it, I want it to be like Russell Hustle Bustle and, and the Firebird Carson Wentz taking broken plays. God, I'm not sure I want – so broken play battle, I will take the Seahawks. If it comes shootout, I'd be, I wouldn't really want to go up against Carson in a shootout. Well, I do think we have a structured offense, so if it, it would be a shootout. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. that's fair. So we, we were talking about this before we recorded, but the Eagles, have, the line has moved up to minus six Eagles on the road Man. in Seattle. That's just insane that's to a, me. That's a sucker line. <laughs> it is, and I think it's a compliment to how you guys have been playing. I mean, how many weeks now have we all been thinking, like, okay, this is the week the Eagles probably drop one. You know, this is the week the Eagles come back down to earth. For you guys, you know, in the earlier podcast, your what did you call it, your ridiculous early season prediction or whatever? Yeah. You know, that now, okay, you guys have started to like, hey, this is kind of a reality, you know? And so I think the line is a compliment to your team. I think it's an indication the Hawks haven't been playing that great. But Matt, as you and I kind of talked about, I do, the CenturyLink does just kind of bring a little bit of a different spark that hopefully keeps them moving for the Hawks. Well, the Eagles need to play in some competitive games, so <laughs> that's, where, that's what I've been hearing this entire week is that 
we're we're in this place that we don't know where the Eagles every week win easily and even to last week, we were saying this game's really boring. We've I never said that before. Three, uh, through last three games, it's been an average of like 30-something to 11 for your guys' victories. I yeah, mean, what been, kind of fun is that? That's, I, you know, yeah. come on, snooze we, fest. We want a competitive game. <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed that people are saying that. It's like, uh, uh, I have too much money. I don't know what to spend it on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you remember those days, right, GT? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we can all agree. Can we all agree that it's probably the healthiest if the Eagles lose this game just to kind of get them, you know, knocked down to earth and a little sense of, <laughs> guys, you yeah. still there? Yeah, you still totally. there? Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. This team is an anomaly of Eagles. This team is doing nothing that any Eagles team has ever done. They win easily. They win when they're supposed to. So it'll be interesting. They're coming in full of confidence. You see that with all the, the dancing they do. They love to dance. So... That won't be able to dance much this game is is my guess. Yeah, man, you, you know how it goes. You never know. But I think when what kind of GT touched on is you guys aren't – you have a structured offense. It's not like you're winning out of flukes, you know. I think you guys are, like, dominating the game. And so we'll see how that goes. I think it will be tough to dominate the Seattle defense, although I think with Car- Carson's talent, I think you definitely could put some points on the board. Um, I think our special teams stinks, frankly, right now with Walsh. Can't hit anything. So we'll kind of see how those those kind of other factors go. The thing about the Eagles is on the offensive side, they can win anyway. They can run, you know, they like ground and pound kind of game where they, they you know, against Cowboys, they had over 200 yards rushing. Right. And then they had a bunch of yards last week. Or Carson can throw for 350 with, you know, three or four scores. So they can do I, it. I think – I feel like this – I agree. I think in this game you're much more likely to do the latter than the former. Just with – our front seven is relatively healthy minus Cliff Averill. Um, where it's the back four that are really decimated. So I think the passing game is where you guys' opening is going to be, is in my opinion. Awesome. Well, Dr. Mason Altman, great analysis. We'll see Thank what happens. You boys. We'll see what happens on Sunday, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, wish you luck too, Matt. I'm sorry you couldn't make it up for the game, but we'll get you guys up here uh, next time. GT, got you a ticket too, okay, buddy? We have a sponsor this week. We all know we love Carson Wentz. You love Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz. And if you've seen, and you've been looking at the stands, you've been seeing a lot of Dakota Tough signs out there for uh, our boy Carson Wentz. Well, our buddies at Breaking Tea, which is an awesome t-shirt company that makes cool shirts for sports, I have a couple already, um, but they made an awesome shirt that says Dakota Tough, Philly Strong in the awesome Kelly Green colors that, you know, I think every Eagles jersey should be Kelly Green to this day, not the Midnight Green, but that's a, but I digress on that one. So anyway, if you put in capital letters, Burley Love Pod, all caps, you'll get uh, 20% off a Dakota Tough, Philly Strong t-shirt, which you'll find at BreakingT.com. That's Breaking, B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G, the letter t.com so look for that shirt and back to the pod all right we're ready for our weekly segment with mom so mom i've i've plenty of topics to discuss with you and gt this week oh good so the first one the first one we love carson wentz and i talk about this in in our ad you love carson wentz i want to adopt him but let's be honest He's not nearly as good looking as Prince Harry. Uh, I've always thought Prince Harry was overrated. I don't know. I, I'm really in love with Carson, even though I love Prince Harry. But who's so a better looking get... guy? Who's a better looking guy? I... Like, and I love like anytime you compare yourself to somebody, it's always someone who's better looking. <laughs> I, I have to give Carson a heads up on this one. Well, how tall is Harry? I don't know how tall Harry is. He seems like a like he's not as tall as Carson Wentz. Yeah, I bet he's like five ten or five eleven. No, I think he's probably six foot or six foot one. I would say. 
I'm Oops. looking it up right now. But mom, I go ahead. Why, do you, any... why would you say Carson Wentz is better looking just because you're in love with him? Yes, I'm in love with him. He <laughs> well, can do also, no he's, wrong. He's... He has a profession. He's good at something. He's such a winner. I mean, like, I would take Prince Harry as a son-in-law in a heartbeat, <laughs> though, you know. Prince Harry's six foot one, <laughs> according to the internet, the World Wide Web. Huh. See? Well, yeah. See, I was close. I said I'll, six foot six one. I'll tell you this much, I'll take I'll take either one over Prince William. Oh yeah. Prince William at first he was cute and then as he's aged he's but he's got a beautiful wife and he's rich so what could be better <laughs> and and beautiful children we'll so, see so gt i'm shocked at this answer i thought for sure mom would agree with me i think prince harry's way better looking than carson and i love carson don't get me wrong i if we're going by looks i think prince harry's a good looking dude i think he's just oh, okay Wait, i think he, he his he has a really good personality that exudes from him and i think that makes him even better looking prince harry because he's he does all these charitable things. He doesn't. Well, have he's to, got nothing else to do. Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't. Ha, he doesn't have to worry about ever being on the throne. He can just do whatever he wants in life. So is he? Is Harry fifth in line, Mom? Yes. Fifth. And soon, soon he'll yeah, be. Yeah, he's six not going to come close. Six after she has this other. Uh, Kate Middleton has the other child in April. So this is how much Mom loves Carson Wentz. The thing that mom loves more than anything <laughs> in life was royalty and how she thought in another life she was royalty. I, I think Carson I, Wentz is not the best looking dude. And mom is saying that Carson Wentz is better looking than a royal good looking dude. True. She's got the goggles on. She does. I know. <laughs> the Eagles goggles. I do. I do. And it's scaring me. It's scaring me because they're going to the West Coast. And they have all these hard teams to play. And it's just making me very anxious. Well, they got to play good teams at some point. We just but what gotta... about this, this fumbling thing they were doing on Sunday? Yeah, well, that's a concern for sure. But, you know, it's an anomaly. The Bears are known for stripping the ball. But, yeah, it's something I'm sure in practice this week that Coach Doug Peterson will be all of them about. I'm not too worried about that, but I am worried about actually playing some good teams since it's been a long time since we've played anybody good. We thought the yeah. Bears... Mom, you asked that question like you didn't know what a fumble was. <laughs> What's this fumbling thing? What is... Why are they doing that? They're better than that. You're better than that. You were raised better than that. You were coached better than that. So they need they need to bring in the ball security specialist, Greg, Greg Graham. Graham. Senior. Yes, yes. They need to bring him in immediately. So, mom, what do you He's, think about all the dancing? I I really love the dancing and celebrating in the end zone, and half the time I don't even get it, and it has to be explained to me. But I. I'm really loving the chore choreography on the sidelines. So, GT, I think you need to hire an eagle to choreograph your first dance at your wedding. You can always invite Carson Wentz, her new love. Yes. I think he's doing that choreography or whatever it's called. No, he's not a part of that. You can tell. <laughs> he's like the odd man out. and like He's like the, the white guy at a junior high dance. He doesn't know quite what to do. So you're pro, you're pro the dance moves. I really like them, but then someone brought up that you're kind of taunting the other team, and maybe that's not a good thing. Well, that was the electric slide one specifically. That was so, the one the defense did. That was my 
my favorite one. So I didn't take it that way, but I could see if I was on the other team and we were being beaten badly that I, I would be like, oh, the next time I play that team, I'm going to get those players. Yeah, well, you got to beat them on the field. That's true. Even though I came from royalty in a past <laughs> life, if we you have ever no were money. part of, if you we ever were no part money. of the royal family, you messed it up big time because <laughs> we had to go to America. And and I think some of, some of the stuff I've read from my um, relatives is that we had someone who murdered somebody, and that's why they ended up in Arkansas. Yeah, in Connecticut. The murder yeah. in Connecticut. Yes. We yes. could have we could have been the Roosevelt and they had to go and screw it up. <laughs> I know. We could have had our you... own Kenny Bunkport like the Kennedys. Here we are in California no, instead. That's Cape Cod. Oh, that was oh the bushes. The bushes oh, are Kenny Bunkport. <laughs> Sorry, I can't keep up. What do you yeah. think the murder was over, Mom? An Eagles game gone bad. <laughs> Taunting. Probably. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> I think it was someone was totally drunk because alcoholism also runs in my family. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we know it was alcohol related somehow. So, GT, I, those are my big ones. I'm, I'm still shocked with the, the Prince Harry that she thinks homely Carson Wentz is better looking. Do you have anything else? No, I guess I don't. Those are, that was a good question, though. I'm, I'm still amazed at that answer. So, Mom, are you, uh, you feeling when's our next loss going to be? I think it's going to be against the Rams. Uh, That's what I'm feeling. We'll be interesting to see the next two weeks. We, we'll have a lot to discuss this week. I don't think we're going to win by 20-plus points. And if we do, then then the sky truly is the limit. Well, what also makes me nervous is I listen to sports radio a lot and all these people are making Super Bowl reservations and somehow I still think that's a jinx. Well, mom, if you don't if you're not a millionaire, you have to you have to plan for these things to get a better I rate. Know. <laughs> but it still makes me really nervous, nervous all this Super Bowl talk. I think it's kind of like a premature. Well, why be- why can't it be the exact opposite? Why can't it be just like this is our destiny? It's I Phil- think I think we need to have It's Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. We should, I mean, we should get, we should get there. If we don't, it's, it's because we don't execute. Yes. And that's because of bad mojo. Or because our Vitae let someone kill Carson Wentz, one or the other. Oh my God. If Carson gets injured, this all goes up in a puff of smoke. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's what makes me nervous all game. I'm like, my heart is fluttering because I I keep worrying that he's going to get hurt. I get nervous every time he either gets sacked or goes past the line of scrimmage and runs. Exactly. (laughs) And then when he runs, he falls in an awkward way. Like his, his leg is like folded over like I'm I'm going, oh my gosh, did he like break his leg? And then he just gets up like, oh, no big deal. And we know he can't slide because GT correctly critiqued that against the Cowboys when he almost hurt himself just sliding. Yeah, hey, that's right. Did Carson play baseball in school? I'm sure he played like 30 sports growing up. I'm sure it played everyone. Yeah. All right, well, we'll find out. But, Mom, it was good talking to you. We now know how much Mom loves Carson Wentz. More than, I do. More than royalty. That's all I you know. need to know. More than her own family. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power rankings go grandchild, Carson Wentz. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. And then Brian, my son-in-law. <laughs> well, yeah. But he's moved into third place now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he used to be number one. Now he's number three. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.